We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello. Good morning, CMOS girlies. I hope everyone's having a lovely Tuesday. It is currently Sunday, the day that Kate and I typically pod. Uh, Daylight savings, so it is not pitch black, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I got back from Florida this morning, so I had to wake up at 5 o'clock, which technically meant I woke up at 4 a.m., but my body is just naturally used to waking up at the crack acid on, so it did not phase me. And yeah, Florida was beautiful. I was actually in warm, sunny weather, which my mind, body, soul, and spirit really, really needed. So I feel rejuvenated. But how are you, Kate? Jealous of your Florida trip. Yeah, I didn't realize it was daylight savings because I don't have any normal clocks in my apartment. Um, But I did figure out the news of daylight savings through a TikTok, through Octopus Lover 8, if anyone's on TikTok and has seen him. I was following him since he had 20K followers. I'm an early adopter. And he made a TikTok about like the first person that ever had daylight savings. And I was like, oh, wait, it is daylight savings. Like, I'm uh, okay. News slash. He just gave me the news. So yeah, I've been doing nothing. Um, New York is whatever. I can't really run still. So I still feel like my life is living in this like Truman show hell, but it's getting better. You know, things are fine. I just like, it doesn't feel like my routine is back because every morning pretty much I'd be doing some sort of like running shit. And so I wake up every morning and I'm just kind of like question mark, question mark, question mark. Like what's the vibe today, guys? Let's check in. So yeah, that's that's all I really got. Um, we have some other intro topics though. One of mine is a uh, Soul Cycle revival. So, um, Soul Cycle, like if you lived in like a major city that had Soul Cycle, it was kind of the thing in like 2015, 16. Like I think it started 2010s ish or something like that. I was doing it when I was in college, and it was like I feel like people, if you were in the cult of Soul Cycle. 
you were really in. You were doing it like multiple times a week. You had a favorite instructor. You had like the whole thing. I saw someone make a TikTok actually about how like when we all went to the office to work and like when I had class and then I'd go to my internship and then I'd go to Soul Cycle or something like that, you would shower in like the locker rooms of the Soul Cycle and they would have these plastic bags that you'd put your wet leggings in and then they would like sit in your work bag and like rot for the rest of the day. And now like since everyone works from home, like most people don't really use the showers and will go home and just like get rid of their like wet leggings. Um, so it was, it was a weird nostalgia. And the reason I've been going back is a multiple of things. One, I'm like approved to bike for like PT. I've actually kind of approved to back to all exercises except for running. Like the weight bearing and weight transfer of running is just not there yet. I've been able to run for like a whopping five minutes before I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. Just testing it with my PT. But biking's been good. And I was like, fuck it. Like I actually have a lot of friends that I've met from SoulCycle. And there was a studio in Soho that shut down. And like I've made friends with instructors, the front desk people with riders like I would say probably 20 close friends I have are like from SoulCycle and I was like kind of how Emma's been speaking about swimming and community I'm like fuck like I especially during the injury I've been very isolated because I like one haven't really been traveling far distances because it hurts to walk a little bit but two I'm like I don't have like a running community besides like run club and shit like that so SoulCycle has been great I've been catching up with a lot of old friends through it and it's been a really positive experience um you know there's a lot of cons there's a lot of complications about like SoulCycle as a company and like that shit and like the culture and like that shit around it but if you find like a class you like an instructor you like and you like the workout like go all in like if it works for you so I've been doing that also been treating my body like a science experiment and taking edibles before I work out and that's been a whole different thing so let me know if you want me to talk more about that in next week's episode I can give you some updates on that uh for all the girlies that are concerned about that era of my life yeah your tweets have been going crazy ever yeah. since you decided to become a personal experiment um, yeah yeah I never got into soul cycle I feel like witnessing the cult back in the day was definitely interesting to witness and I feel like it's kind of chilled out a bit more and yeah. I think like soul not soul cycle excuse me um solid core had its moment but I don't True. know what the new trendy thing is that people are doing now yeah I don't know either because like Solidcore was a thing and I think New York there's a lot of like weird niche ones like people take like Tracy Anderson and then there's all like also Army which was started by Akin who used yeah. to be a soul cycle instructor and like went off and started his own bit but yeah I don't know and maybe like LA there's some like cult but soul cycle was like a really predominant thing back in the day and I feel like now the demo is kind of like it's definitely died off but also like it was just added on class pass last week which is like added a lot more like new people which I've noticed into the classes too so it's been interesting to witness to be back in like it feels like 2019 again like low-key when I'm walking to class in my like fucking Hoparas and like my soul cycle shit so yeah it's funny well 2019 was the heyday so it's yeah fun. If we're able peace. to relive that any God. sort of way um yeah Kate and I we don't really have any new health discoveries but I will just say that I love mineral water when I was down in Florida I was drinking so much just like Mountain Valley or Saratoga I think is another brand of sparkling mineral water and I think an aspect of growing up or one thing that I didn't realize as an adult is that you just start to crave just pure sparkly mineral water. Like I never want to drink a LaCroix or any type of bubbly, if that's the brand or bubble or like Polar Spring. I truly just want a crisp sparkling water. And I've been spending way too much money on the German sparkling water from this like health or not health store, grocery store near me. But that is just like my pride and joy. And that is like what my daily treat is, which probably sounds like really crazy, but I don't know something about it. Um, another thing too, that keep this kind of connects to, I think like you wanting to, you know, reconnect with like friends and all that. I have a suggestion for pretty much anyone 
in the world that like listens to music i really love the collaborative playlist feature on spotify for people who haven't used it basically you can create a playlist and then you can add collaborators to it so other people can add songs to it my best friend jessa shout out jessa if you are listening to this podcast hello i love you um we have been doing collaborative playlists i would say for probably the past like three or four years i think we're on our I don't know, fifth or sixth playlist. And it's just really fun to see what people are inspired by and like to see what your really close friends are like listening to or gravitating towards like in the current moment. And I think this is a really great way for you to connect with people that you don't live close with anymore. So if a friend like moves away, um, that's kind of my little, my little beautiful tip and trick for girlies out there. Um, if anyone wants to do collaborative playlists with me, let me know. I've just been doing so much music sharing with a lot of people in my life and it's fun because sharing is caring. Love that. I also didn't know the collaborative or what's it called? The blend feature on Spotify. If you've ever yeah, done that. Yeah, that's fun to do also. Yeah. So if your friend has a profile, you can Spotify's algorithm or like blend your shit together. I've done it with a few people and I found it kind of hasn't really been accurate. Like it'll take like the, let's say like you listen to hip hop 10% of the time I did it with someone and like it matched all of our hip hop music, but we thought it would match all of our like indie music. So it like mm. really didn't work out that well, but that's another fun feature um, to get community. Yeah, also, I'm so sad that Spotify took away the, the heart aspect of Spotify. Like, you know, when you like a song, it just like creates a heart. It took it away. Now, whenever you want to add a play or add a song to like your like songs, you have to quite literally like select a checkbox anyway that's Wait, me just like, rambling about spotify yeah they did a full update about they did a full update on my end at least maybe i'm like part of the beta group but oh my God, come on beta group yeah because i just showed emma my spotify and i can still be harding yeah, stuff it doesn't so... have the heart anymore which is really sad because i enjoyed that it's a little damn. Things in life. damn that sucks um another topic upon me entering my weed era is that like my my life has been very funny where I've just been going down a rabbit hole of like watching funny videos in bed when I'm high and I know that's like a very like I'm not that's like a new not a new concept it's a very new concept for me of someone who's like never been like a drug user never been chill in their life so like let me have this fucking moment okay um and I stumbled upon this one tiktok account and the, the username is at peng underscore we underscore knee and this guy basically has old Wii games and he clips it and then he's like remember when this happens and i keep tagging my sister in them because it was like when you played Wii sports and you played that game with um the tanks and then you could like shoot the first player two you were playing with or if you were connecting on Wii with multiple remotes and you would like disconnect because you're like for me like my brother would always get player one and like not be able to do like stuff um because of his disabilities and like it was just talking a lot about like little Wii things and it was so funny or like when you're doing the Wii sports and you do the running one and it's like don't jump off of the Wii board um so that was a fun rabbit hole that I went down yesterday and then I was thinking about like all of the funny like YouTube videos of like the 2010s like the weird like Jenna Marbles videos and shit like that like not even this isn't even like web one this is just like funny like the first memes of the internet and also when I was walking home from Whole Foods and Bowery they had like the original meme guy like that white and black like face of the guy where he's like making a weird smirk it's like oh, a yeah, troll yeah, face yeah. yeah and i was like remember when meme culture was just that like we are mm-hmm. so far beyond that and it's like so funny the style of memes has evolved um way beyond that so yeah just if you're looking for a fun activity to make your weekends just fly by it's like funny videos and get high that's my new thing that i've been doing i love jenna marbles i'll sometimes go down like jenna marble rabbit holes because she no longer posts on youtube and i'll just yeah. watch her old videos and die laughing she honestly what me yeah what a gem um yeah protect jenna marbles at all costs i think she got married actually recently yeah. to Julian. which shout out jenna for just living her truth 
no truly getting like, married I, <laughs> I don't know I know like I think about the shit that I watched in middle school and it definitely was you know during the formative years like that shaped like my brain and like what I think is funny and like how I probably process like shit the on they get on yeah. the internet now no, um so I'm always grateful for that because as we said last week like I haven't really felt you know inspired or like enjoying social media and so it's like it's nice when you can just log on and giggle and it's not like super serious like hey did you know that this thing that you love is actually bad and gonna kill you like that stuff I'm just like okay I don't need to log into my phone and like have my cortisol increase up the fucking wazoo so yeah funny shit for the for the end of time but anyway we should get into the episode this is going to be a little tiktok roundup of all things people have been seeing on the internet i haven't really been on tiktok much so a lot of these are new to me so i did a lot of learning um whether that's good or bad um my brain yeah we're gonna be just touching on a whole lot of shit so everyone buckle up get ready maybe make a snack if you want to make a snack or if you're listening to this on your walk hope your walk is going lovely but yeah let's do the damn thing Let's do it. Let's get into the kooky shit on the internet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Okay. So this is going to be in no order. So if we, it feels like we're jumping around. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I guess the first thing is tart cherry juice, which I feel like Kate and I have been talking about here and there with our bedtime cocktails. I guess other people are getting bedtime cocktail content, content. on their TikTok, but I not really surprised that tart cherry juice is becoming popular i honestly think sleep optimization is kind of like a growing health trend that we're seeing lately and i feel mm-hmm. like that's probably likely linked to either like the sober and damp lifestyle that people are experimenting with and are maybe substituting them going to bed earlier and also our generation too i feel like we're getting kind of older and so we're more sensitive to us not being or like more sensitive to getting like if we don't get constant sleep Every single night, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Versus well, like think, in high school, we were doing fucking, I don't know, all nighter studying for whatever tests, right? Yeah. Well, I think about all this shit. It's so interesting, like what, how old you are when this stuff is happening. Because like my older sister is like 28 turning 29. And whenever we talk about like, you know, and she's not much into like the same health model the same level yeah. as I am. But still, like she's been talking like, I want to get like low AVB alcohol and I want to do this, this and this. And obviously this message about like a damp lifestyle wasn't a thing like when she was in college. And so it's super interesting because I wonder like, are high schoolers like not drink? You know, I didn't drink in high school because I was like a fucking loser narc. But I wonder like, are high school parties, are, are people still getting hammered or are people starting to care about health at an earlier age? And will that like continue? But anyways, like, yeah, continue tart, tart jerry juice vibe. No, you're good. I also feel like too, we're also just seeing a lot more heightened awareness when it comes to like hormone optimization, especially along, especially for women and like with reducing cortisol and everything and like sleep is so important for that. So I think just like all of those things are why maybe people are looking to alternative remedies when it comes to sleep. Totally. Um, for people who don't know why tart cherry juice is kind of the god, um, it contains melatonin and tryptophan, which I think is such a funny word. <laughs> uh, melatonin, obviously people know, is basically the hormone that transitions the body to sleep and the tryptophan actually helps the body produce melatonin. Um, tart cherry juice has a decent amount of tryptophan and like melatonin. Basically every 100 grams of tart cherries contains nine milligrams of tryptophan and we need about 250 to 450 milligrams of day and we obviously get this through many different food sources but yeah if you're someone who maybe struggles with producing melatonin or you feel like it's hard for you to fall asleep at night maybe drink some tart jerry juice i think there's also pills there's probably powder form um is this going to save you probably not because there's so many other things to come into play when it comes to sleep but I just love anything that I can make a beverage into. Same. So if I'm able to add some tart cherry juice with some apple cider vinegar into my water to get me to drink more liquid, then fuck it. I'm going to do it. Um, it is expensive though. So, you know, it's definitely a once and once here and there type of treat. But if you're able to add it into your lifestyle, might as well. Might as well do it. And earlier in the intro, when I was talking about Soul Cycle, like I think people are starting to not go to like Soul Cycle and berries because it is a high intensity thing. Yeah. And I'm very cautious of that because now that I have my whoop, when I'm, which has been interesting when I've been going to Soul Cycle, because I can see what heart rate zone I'm in for the majority of class. And for like the majority of class, I am at my max heart rate zone. And it was interesting. Like the instructor I had today was a new one. And she was saying something like we stopped during the class and was like entirely slowing down. And she made this big point of like, I want your heart rate to get back down to like almost resting and then we're going to do a push again so sometimes in soul cycle i realized that when i was doing it a lot more frequently i was getting in that dreaded zone three of heart rate and so it's been cool to have a tool to go with it but the point of what i was saying is like i think a lot of people aren't doing it because we've seen tiktoks and shit about hormones and cortisol for women and i feel like a lot of women that used to be in the soul cycle beat are now like pilates girls or like doing lower intensity shit overall yeah 
my next point um someone sent this tiktok which i didn't get on my for you page but emma and i were talking like i don't get any really wellness stuff on my tiktok so like i didn't get any of this shit besides like the low dopamine morning routine which we'll talk about later so there's this tiktok and this woman is talking about like wellness culture in italy versus the u.s and basically she was saying like do you notice that in italy no one has therapists no one has supplements no one has to go take collagen no one has to do this and they all have happier health outcomes and stuff like that and to that point i say go listen to the podcast we did about longevity and blue zones so if you're not familiar there's these different zones that have been studied by dan butner right that's his name and there's different populations. One of them is in Sardinia, Italy. One of them is in Okinawa, Japan. And they're the healthiest long-lived populations. And they all eat different diets. They all kind of do different things. But a lot of the themes that continue across these groups are the fact that they have community and then that these people do movement throughout the day versus like routine workouts. And how it connects to this TikTok is like, basically this woman is saying like, People in Italy are a lot happier, live happier lives. Like they work four days out of the week. They're less stressed and they don't have to like do this. And so like the U.S. food system is fucked. But also like we kind of do this thing where we offer quality of life as a service that you have to buy, like a private thing. Like if you work at a company, like you get your health insurance through a company. You're not just like getting it because you're a human that exists in a country. Um, A lot of companies offer like a free like a stipend to go to health and services stuff or if you want to get like free online therapy like your company can give it to you so it's strange that we like privatize these social goods versus like places in europe that those are kind of like a expected human right that everyone gets that you get access to all this stuff and like the food system there is a lot more equitable a lot better quality i feel like i've got those annoying fucking tiktoks over the summer of like how come I went to Italy and I eat pasta and I'm yeah. so not bloated? Like, I feel like I get those every fucking two months. But this was more just talking about, like, institutions and kind of, like, America has lost its community. And that's why we are, like, less happy and have worse health co- health outcomes, which, like, I totally agree with this TikTok. It's just kind of, like, a thing where it's such a big, complicated problem that it, like, hurts your head to think about, like, how the U.S. could solve it. Because, like, greed and money and monopolies and, like, private interests and lobbying, like, dictate so much of what happens that it's really hard to think about, like, the health problem from, like, a political and, like, broader perspective. You know, like, it sucks because I feel like we're all stuck in these, like, individual, like, consumerist, like, modes because that's, like, all we can kind of do. Like, you can hope that we can, like, one day get a four-day work week, but, like, then you look at Congress and I'm, like, I don't think we can do that. You know, I want to believe we can do that. I want to be optimistic, positive, and there's, like, certain strides we've made, but, like, yeah, there's also a lot that's, like, fucked up in the United States when it comes to health shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that TikTok. I mean, I definitely agree. I don't foresee the U.S. making any big strides when it comes to creating a more healthy society. It's also interesting because the book that I'm reading, the soil book is what I'm going to call it. I'm currently in the section about like omega threes and omega sixes and talking about fats and everything. And there's a lot of studies that have been talking like in the book, they kind of talk about how in America we eat primarily like a very highly omega-6 rich diet, which is connected to increased inflammation. And basically like our body, like it's fine for our body to produce inflammation, but like once the switch is basically turned on, it's really, really hard for our body to stop. And compared to, you know, places like in Italy or in Japan where they're eating, you know, olive oil or fatty fishes, they're getting like a way better omega-3 to omega-6 ratio, which is known for supporting um, better like anti anti inflammatory um you know mechanisms and all that jazz and i feel like there's definitely some sort of link to that in the terms of just how much better probably their food is produced they're probably not utilizing as many like gmo crops versus us their you know cows and 
pigs and sheep are probably actually feeding on grass versus us just feeding them corn, which is not made for them. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting. It's unfortunate that we live in a society, but also not too surprised with it being America. Yeah. The other point that she mentioned that I forgot to bring up is that she was saying it sucks because, which I totally feel, is that like since the systems are all broken kind of across everything, like food, exercise, this, this, and this, you have to opt in to do the right thing and to do all of the right stuff. Like, okay, what's like, I'm just imagining your day. And if you want to have this quote, like perfect, like day, like avoid of toxins and shit, which is like why whenever I see stuff about toxins, I always like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I live in New York city. Like I can't fucking avoid toxins. So I do not care. But if you wanted to avoid all that shit, it's like, okay, go get your water filter, go do this, go to the grocery store, don't buy the dirty dozen, get home, wash your stuff the right way, make sure you're prepping it. Like you have to do so much that like health has to be like your nine to five because the systems make it fucking impossible. And so it's like, so, and that was most of what she was saying is that it's like impossible because of the other stuff for people to be healthy. And like people in other countries are more healthy just because like they live in a healthier place, but they're not like people that are doing very specific, like low dopamine morning routine in Spain. It's just like, wake up and vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're literally not thinking about health moments at all. It's just like, that's how they live and their life and environment already basically provides that for them yeah um the next one someone mentioned on geneva the cream of tartar hack for potassium i i had no idea what the fuck this was so i had to do research um i guess from the few tiktok videos that i watched before this is that people are making like adrenal cocktails with cream of tartar kind of to make like a bubbly soda almost to increase potassium levels so i guess cream of tartar is known as potassium bitterate or potassium acid tartrate which is i guess a byproduct of wine making and cream of tartar i guess one teaspoon contains 11 percent of the recommended daily value of potassium which i guess is cool and based off of whatever tiktoks that i was watching and from different articles that i was reading that people have claimed that it helps relieve constipation and can reduce utis and has like other random health benefits that don't have much research to back them But I think one thing that I want to note to people, because I feel like this is similar to like the parasite cleanse or I don't know, consuming too many Brazil nuts is that like if you consume too much cream of tartar or potassium in general, it can lead to hyperkalemia, which is high potassium in the blood, which can lead to heart palpitations, like muscle weakness. So I don't want any girlies going and like starting adding like tablespoons of cream of tartar to their beverages if you guys are going to do that, Um, because yeah, you're going to experience some negative side effects. But when I was like reading or researching this, I was like, okay, do we as people even need to worry about potassium? Like, are we all deficient? But apparently 98% of us are deficient in potassium, LOL. Um, This is not too surprising because of the rise of packaged goods and our crops and soil just like being so terribly deficient of any minerals. But I think you should still continue to focus on eating whole foods that are rich in potassium. Yes, it sucks that you probably have to eat like three conventionally grown bananas to obtain the same amount of potassium and maybe like one banana or a banana that we maybe would have had like 10 years ago. Um, But I think also too, like if you're taking a multivitamin, you're going to be fine. And if you feel like you have a potassium deficiency, maybe like do some research and chat with the doctor about like best ways to increase that. Just because I think like this cream of tartar thing can maybe be a little slippery slope. Um, Especially because I think, yeah, I was reading it can relieve constipation. So I feel like it probably has some sort of laxative effect. I don't know because I haven't tried this, but I don't plan on it. But yeah, it's very interesting just what type of lengths people will go to to optimize their health. And I don't know. I'm sure cream of tartar is fairly affordable. So for people who maybe can't afford like a bunch of produce or multivitamin, maybe this is like an alternative. But 
it just sounds like too good to be true yeah i think it's just strange that like it's such specific like ingredients almost that like become trends like mm-hmm. who would have thought cream of tart who would have thought tart cherry like it's really weird like that i think information can spread so quickly like through a like one person's tiktok who probably didn't have the intended consequences of like making this a whole big thing that people do now um so it's crazy the next one that we have is the low dopamine morning routine which i'm sure people have seen like i feel like this is a more common kind of broader wellness thing basically the idea i don't know who originated or who like made the first tiktok of this thing but the low dopamine morning is to just kind of get rid of devices and screen time basically to like rewire your brain chemistry to not crave the dopamine addiction that comes from smartphones in the morning and there's been a lot of different like media outlets and people and individuals and podcast people like i know bingetopia they did a whole thing where they like didn't do their phone and like did a social experiment in that way so there's a lot of people that have like tried doing this and i think there's even been that one new york times article of like all the kids in brooklyn that now have yeah, like, the luddites yeah. yeah like the luddites and shit and so it's like very interesting that yeah like a lot of people realize like all of us realize like yeah our phones are bad and i notice like my attention span sucks and like i go on my phone first thing in the morning like that's probably my if i had to say like my worst wellness habit it probably would be like phone um one phone is my job so like i am always on it um but two like i do go on it right in the fucking morning and i do notice that like when i've been reading a book and let's say I'm like reading and reading and reading and then you hit a point where you're like a little bit bored. Like I will grab my phone and I do feel like I have a connection to my phone in that way. And I've tried the thing where you like turn your phone on black and white and then I like try it for a minute and I'm like, this is ugly. And then I turn it back. I've never done the like apps where you like only get an hour on Instagram every single day because that's that's for me. I'm just like, come on, I'm an adult. Like I need to figure that out. Like I'm not saying that's a bad strategy. It's probably really good. But for me, I'm like, wow, I the fact that I can't not be on my phone for an hour is a fucking problem so yeah I mean I think this is good to have the low dopamine morning thing like really props to you guys for me personally it's something that like I'm not there yet maybe once I like don't rely on my phone to like dictate my life then I'll do it but for right now I'm like "Mm, I don't know I also feel like we all deserve just one bad habit and if my one bad habit is going to be me being on the phone right when I wake up so fucking no literally same like that's almost my position like I understand I understand guys that like my phone is bad for me and like I probably shouldn't have my phone right by my head when I go to bed and shit but I'm like we are living on this earth and like let me fucking laugh at a TikTok I'm like if if your if your thing is that like every morning you want to do this one thing you want to eat chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast then like fucking do it I'm just like whatever about the fucking phone thing and I get it's a big health issue right like but I don't know. Whatever. I will never. I also feel this. like if we're here complaining that like our biggest health issue is yeah. like being on our phones too much. Like think about people still in like Flint, Michigan, or people who like literally don't have access to organic produce. Like if your biggest worry is your phone usage, I think you should just just think for a moment that this is the least of the things you should be worrying about in terms of yes. health. Yes. And that's my second thing about like the phone thing of like people being like, I want to get rid of my smartphone and I want to be a luddite in Brooklyn awesome all power to you but my counter argument to that is like my great grandmother would be amazed to have access to a smartphone and be able to google anything at her fingertips like i am entirely the position that you can use your phones for good and bad i know that girls 
like, you know, the study about young girls that are being really depressed because of iPhones. Totally get that. I was definitely led down a path of eating disorder shit because of what I consume through social media. Yes. I think there needs to be responsibilities on tech companies to like regulate their shit and like get that under control. But at the same time, it can be a great tool. You can learn a language. You can fucking FaceTime your parents. Like I talk to my parents about that type of shit of like how crazy the technology is advanced and how grateful you should be for it. So like every time you hear someone just like bitch in a really black and white way about like smartphones, it's like okay you also have a smartphone like shut the fuck up like that is you should be grateful for that oh my god so yes i get it causes depression it definitely causes me depression when i compare myself to what other people do on the internet yes but also like you have access to great shit and you can giggle and learn and laugh on your phone so that's it about smartphones next one is l-glutamine which i don't know why this has also been also just i don't know if it's because you and i talk about stuff and then people ask about stuff or if they're getting it separately of us i know so let us know in the comments below or in geneva if like this is because you saw emma and i talk about it or like if you saw other bitches talking about it so l-glutamine if you don't know it's an amino acid it is the supplement form of glutamine, which is the most abundant of the amino acids that are in your body, but it's a non-essential amino acid because our body actually produces it on our own. You can get glutamine through food, but I'm going to talk about it more as a supplement. So a lot of the reasons that people have turned to L-glutamine, there's a few reasons. One, it has this role in intestinal health to kind of treat leaky gut. I feel like that's a lot of the health people talk about L-glutamine as like a solution for that problem. Second one is it's talked about in like a weight loss fashion of like it helps burn fat, build muscle, lose weight, that type of thing. And then lastly, it's also used in medical care settings and it's used in patients who have burns. And it also helps like uh, heal burns and wounds more quickly and also injury recovery. So the reasons behind this is because higher levels of cortisol work against your body's supply of glutamine in the body. And so that's why it like relates to injury. The thing about like gut health is because your gut wall, it interacts with like your gut lining and the barrier there. And like, if you have a compromised immune system, glutamine like relates to that because your body's under stress and it compromises your glutamine stores. When people talk about muscle recovery, the reason that glutamine is related to that is because if you do approximately an hour of exercise, it's a 40% reduction in the glutamine in your body. So overall, if your body's under any form of stress, whether that be like a dysregulated gut, whether that be muscle issues or injury issues, that's why people kind of turn to glutamine. I got interested in like started taking it like once I got injured. Have I seen my injury change because I took glutamine? Absolutely not. Um, but once again, it's one of those things of like you can't really know if it is or isn't working unless you get blood work. And as I mentioned, I think last week I'm getting blood work in May again. Like hopefully I'll be fucking recovered from my running thing by then. And so I'll be able to let you guys know what my amino acid profile is on May 6th. So yeah, glutamine helps with like stress reduction, but also like do your stress reducing habits like going to sleep and regulating your stress in other free and affordable ways. Yeah, I like L-glutamine. I think Whole Foods has this, has their own brand, which I have, and I drink it once a day. I don't know if it's like the best quality L-glutamine, but it's kind of hard to find in powder form. It's also kind of expensive. I was looking at the yeah. Born brand. It's like almost 40 bucks, um, but I enjoy it for now. So I'm going to continue, continue taking it. Um, the next thing is the erythritol study, which is one of the few topics that I actually did know about. So I got a CNN article on my Twitter feed, but erythritol is an artificial sweetener and it's used to add bulk or sweeten stevia and monk fruit and other keto food products. I'm sure we all have consumed erythritol here and there at some point in our lives, but pretty much what this recent study found is that erythritol is actually is shown to be linked to causing blood palates to clot more readily. And these clots can basically 
break off and travel to the heart, triggering a heart attack or to the brain and therefore triggering a stroke. So definitely kind of a big fire alarm because most people assume that if they're consuming a sugar-free item or something that's sweetened with like monk fruit or stevia, they think they're doing something good basically, you know, for their body. And they found that if your blood level of erythritol was in the top 25% compared to the bottom 25%, there was a two times chance of a risk of heart attack or stroke. And then people with any type of existing risk factors are naturally at a greater risk. And the reason I think erythritol is mostly used in a lot of these products is because there's no lingering aftertaste. And I guess it has a less of a laxative effect compared to other artificial sweeteners, making it more preferred to use in products. And there's a lot of ongoing debate, right, about artificial sugars. And if you consume them in small quantity, I think you're going to be fine. I know I was consuming a lot like a few years ago, and I decided to kind of cut back on it mainly just because I feel like I was getting bloated all the time and just didn't really love that I was basically relying on an artificial source of sugar and I was like Emma if you have a sugar craving just like let yourself actually enjoy it versus like trying to like fix it or trying to you know satisfy it each day with like these really gross fake sugary items um and you know artificial sugars can also impact the gut microbiome but can alter the balance of the bacteria and also can lead to more sugar cravings so I'm not going to tell anyone that you should or shouldn't be eating artificial sugars or that you should be now deeming erythritol dangerous or bad. I think for anyone who maybe has a family history of heart attacks or strokes, this might be something that you want to consider. And I think it just sucks that, you know, we all think we're doing something good at once and then we realize, oh, holy shit, this is actually not great for us. So for me personally, I definitely try to reduce my intake of any artificial sugars and I really just focus on using like honey and maple syrup to sweeten my food and beverages and then I just allow myself again to like indulge on like the true treats that I want versus having the sugar-free ice cream or I don't know a sugar-free soda yeah it's interesting with artificial sweeteners like Emma and I said it does alter your we did a whole episode about artificial sweeteners like your body starts to not feel like it's getting satiated by calories from sugar and so it's still kind of lingering for that like hunger effect which I definitely notice like if I have like a sweet or something with an artificial sweetener I don't feel satisfied so that's another thing to note like eat the real thing but also know that it can help people who need to cut down sugar and stuff so don't totally do whatever works for you the next one is about our lovely friend ashwagandha ashwagandha is a beautiful name for a girl um so apparently people on tiktok were saying that it like made them pregnant i'm like what what the fuck what 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 is this just disinformation on tiktok like crazy people have worms well like i think people that are like creating content like they know that people are gonna like click into it like i think the whole like click click clock tiktok clickbait i was gonna say like people know that that's gonna get clicks and so they just fucking post it but yeah so someone said they got pregnant because they fucking took ashwagandha obviously not true but here's how ashwagandha affects both men and women and like side note to this also like men's podcasts like men's health podcasts like the joe rogan's and like the fucking dudes like that um whatever they all talk about ashwagandha a lot like i think that rogan not rogan alex jones and shit like they sell ashwagandha supplements so it's interesting because i get the keto bros on tiktok and they always talk about ashwagandha so it's kind of like a universal supplement which i think is funny how it affects men is that well obviously ashwagandha baseline is a herb that's been used in traditional indian healing for centuries but there's now a growing evidence that it's supporting the benefits like within the scientific community aka like western 
Western doctors and shit are more open to like hearing about ashwagandha and like putting it through clinical trials. So research is still in the early stages, but there's been a lot of results linking ashwagandha supplementation to improve sperm count, sperm quality, and also increased testosterone. So that's going to be how it affects those with male hormones. They did this double blind placebo, like randomized trial. And the group that was taking ashwagandha showed a 12.5 increase in their sperm count. And it also reduced the oxidative stress because like ashwagandha also is a stress supplement. It's in that category. And it showed that with this reduce of oxidative stress, it showed an improved amount of semen quality in fertile men. So that's kind of how it affects men. And it like naturally increases the activity of these endogenous antioxidants. So if you listen to last week's episode, you know the ties between oxidative stress and antioxidants. So that all should make sense in your CMOS Australia's brain. Now, how it affects, impacts women. So as I said earlier, it's something that's helping promote fertility because of how it balances out hormones and how that happens in women is because of how women deal with stress. So it regulates the hormones that come from the thyroid gland, which can impact, you know, your mood, your weight gain, your how you feel throughout the day, your energy. And those biological functions are going to be impacting if a woman is able to get pregnant. Like if you're really stressed out, your cortisol is crazy, that's going to lower your fertility level. And like, I'm at an age where like, yeah, like I know I want to probably have kids at some point, but like, I'm not thinking about like, oh yeah, my cortisol is really high. I can't have kids one day. So I don't think a lot of people think about like what you're doing can affect a future you when it comes to pregnancy. Like what you're doing in your early twenties could affect if you can get pregnant in your late twenties or your early thirties. So just like pay attention to that. Um, And how it was used in like Ayurvedic tradition is that like people would use ashwagandha for libido support in women just because it is this nervine. It is this adaptogen. It can help create this calmer state for women when they are, you know, trying to conceive and have kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's interesting because it's for the girlies and the boys, I suppose. I, yeah, I like ashwagandha. I mean, I can't really tell if I feel like it's impacting my libido in any way, but I also am not very consistent with ashwagandha. Maca powder is also really great for when it comes to fertility or improving your libido. So if you're a girlie who wants that, maybe consider maca powder. I also think maca powder tastes a whole lot better than ashwagandha in my personal opinion. Yeah, definitely depends on what you do. You also can take it in capsule form if you want. So if you're not looking for a dust to add to your rotation, you can take a pill. Don't even worry about it, girlies. Um, the next one, which I'm curious, Emma, I don't know if like you looked at this, but the brand Symbiotica, they're a supplement company. Someone asked, are they like legitimate or not? And I've seen them like once or twice on TikTok, but I've never actually seen this brand in real life or referenced at like any New York City related thing, whether it's like Whole Foods, health store, health event, just like health bloggers and shit that live in New York. Um, And my perception of it is that like it's a West Coast kind of wellness girly brand. Um, I see a lot of the girlies taking it at Air One and like buying it at Air One maybe or like, I don't know, doing little reviews in their apartments. They make like some of those liquid supplements that you can like put the liquid in like a cup and then mix it with water and it's like your liposimal like vitamin c whatever the fuck but i mean yeah it's just kind of like every other supplement brand i feel like you know there was a few weeks ago where i was constantly getting a tiktok video ad for some sort of supplement brand and i wonder if it was this Mm -hmm. i don't remember though um i just go on their website and if they have anything about sourcing or any type of you know certifications i'm sure they're legit but yeah i haven't seen it in in the good old East in Coast. the wild yeah in the wild um I also just feel like my 
consumption or like how I don't, I feel like I don't really discover new brands when it comes to supplements anymore, like organically on social media, nothing's really popped up onto my feed. Um, yeah. It's still really just athletic greens and moon juice that dominates for me. Um, but if anyone takes Symbiotica, definitely let us know. I'm intrigued. I'll have to go on their website after this. Yeah, I'm intrigued as well. I definitely don't get like supplement companies either. There's so many that I forgot about. Like I think last week we were talking about like Tocos as a supplement and Sun Potion used to like live rent free in my brain. I'm actually getting some shit from Sun Potion now that I think about it. But like it's it's it was taking me for a while to remember that they exist. You know, like shit comes and goes in wellness so quickly. Yeah. Um. Last one, which I feel like we talked about a while ago, but maybe not, is tongue scraping. So if you don't know, you've probably seen those little like tongue scraper like devices, utensils. They almost they're utensils. Um. And someone classically made a TikTok making a huge sweeping health claim that it removes the toxins that you accumulate while you're sleeping. And like oil pulling does the same thing in the morning, which is where you like gargle around coconut oil like a freak in the morning. Not a freak. If you do it and it works for you, great. But for me, I felt like a freak when I was doing it and it kind of made me want to gag. But that could be a personal issue for me. I just didn't get into the oil pulling shit. Um, But it also does have, you know, these two things like have been used in like ancient Ayurvedic traditions for a long time. So like there is that, you know, credibility to it. But I'm pretty sure that the person was saying that like it removes toxins. Like that's not like based in any sort of like ancient knowledge. That was just like a random person being like, oh, my God, my toxins are out of my body now. Like it was a very random thing. So, yeah, there's no harm in adding this to your routine, but kind of as it's like looked at from like the Western medical establishment, like the American Dental Association, they're like, you know, it's not necessary to add this for good dental hygiene. They said oil pulling, you know, scientific studies have not been provided to show the necessary clinical evidence to prove to show that it like does these two things, either like removing the incidence of cavities or just like improving your overall oral health. So it's tough. It's a tough thing because like, okay, if it works for you, great. But also we don't have any clinical study that it ever has improved, like has removed people's toxins, right? So it's like, I don't know. There's a difference of opinions about it, but we don't have much data about it. But also like you don't need data to prove some stuff. So I don't know. Does that make sense? I, my opinion on this is very nuanced. And like, that's how I think about most of these like wellness things. Yeah, I feel like when we talked about this, did we do oral health episode or it was yeah when we were talking about coconut pulling and i was like oh you can just use your toothbrush as an alternative to you oil or not oil pulling um to the tongue scraper but then someone in geneva said that you actually can't do that because then the bacteria on your tongue would still be living on your toothbrush apparently so that's why you would want to do the tongue scraper i know it's good also for improving your breath um if you have like bad breath maybe consider doing this but yeah, it's just one another thing that you can add to your routine um, if you want to add another thing to your routine. I personally don't because I have 10 billion things that I do. Yeah, I have enough things, um, but once again, could work for you. I just also, I feel like my hair routine and my brush my teeth routine are pretty boring. And I, Yeah, I, don't... I would say all of my external health related things when it comes to like my hair body skin I just abandon but everything internally I take care of so maybe that's something I need to work on yeah maybe that's our resolution for the for the year it's crazy it's almost April dog. for the second like, half of the year <laughs> yeah quarter th- or quarter two halftime halftime show is almost coming up for us to do some new wacky routines hopefully we'll have more routines for next week or more new things for us to chat about um yeah who knows? But that was the that was the TikTok chatty episode. I hope you guys, guys, girlies enjoyed. And 
Yeah, it was a pleasure to pod with you, dog. Yeah, it was fun to pod and we'll catch you all next week. We have a few ideas of what the podcast might be on. So you are in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and we will see you. Well, we'll see you on the meme page, but we'll see you next week. Bye, yeah. CMS girlies. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.